the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome to New York City. It is Tuesday, June the 27th. And uh, weird day today, weather-wise. I was, you know, I really couldn't wear my straw hat because you can't really wear a you can't really wear a straw hat when it's going to rain out um, because it, it it ruins the straw. So it's weird because I've gotten so used to wearing a hat because my dermatologist wants me to wear a hat for my bald head. That now I walked around without one today. It was it, it was an odd feeling. How you feeling, Sam Bellino? I'm feeling good. How are you? You ready for some more uh, smoke from these Canadian wildfires? Well, that's I, I hear that's on a that's on. A, is that really going to happen again? Not the degree. Tomorrow the degree. and Thursday, expect it back in New York City. Like the craziness that was. I believe two so. Weeks yeah, ago. that was not cool, man. It was not. Cool. That was not cool. And we're going to talk about more. Listen, before we talk to Joni Pelzer, because she had coffee today, um, we do, we really have a great show. We have Frank Sedio coming on to talk about elections and primary day. Then we have Professor Alan Dershowitz to talk about United States Supreme Court. And then we're going to talk about pizza and pizza ovens and smoke and protesters. We have the pizza protester from Staten Island uh, joining us as well. So it's going to be a three-guest show, which makes my life a little easier. Uh, although I have plenty to talk about today, but wow, what a crazy day it was here. Joan, you were here. How crazy was it here today? I Joan? don't know how you're still breathing. I think you should go back. <laughs> I think you should go to public school because apparently mindfulness breathing is going to be what's next. So you're going to use that. We're going to use that together. There are there are you some days. I, I'm just going to give you a little like day in the life. So um, did I, you even sit still I, at all? No, I haven't sit still. Did at you all, drink anything? Did, yes. I don't even yes. see water anywhere. No, no, Where's no, no. your water? Here, I got this little. My friend Irma gave me this. Oh, our friend Irma. Irma the, reason, the reason why I know you. I Irma. love Irma, my yes. bestie. Uh, so she gave me this this cooler thing, this water thing. Like it's I'm not too one far of you. Away. I got to move not, it. Closer. I'm not like one of you freaks who walks around with water all the time. Um, but yeah, it actually keeps the water cold. It actually works out pretty good. Regal Title two one two two six nine fifty nine hundred. Regal Title. Uh, Irma Clementi, but um, the there are some days where I I don't do a great job in in budgeting my time. It, it, and tomorrow I'm going to be tied up in court and and U.S. attorney's offices. So I'm like trying to cram stuff in today and then tomorrow and then Thursday I have a case out in Suffolk County. Then Friday, um, this is I'm blessed, but we we have so much going on. But then I'm supposed to have a dinner out in Long Island. 
Friday night, and I'm like, I am not doing that. So even though I'm going to be like cattle on the 407 train to Long Island, I am taking the Long Island Railroad uh, out to the Hamptons on uh, on Friday night. You're better uh, off doing that. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I probably will be standing because it's just going to be one of those things. But I'll read, I'll get things done. But today it was just like back to back to back. But I woke up at <clears throat> pretty early, like 6-something, and I just sat there. At my desk with um, my both phones, my texting phone and my email phone and a pad. And I looked at all the things I have to do and the list stopped at 28. Um, I did tackle a bunch of them today, but I got to get them done today, tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. Um, and hopefully I took some off your plate and got some a few little things done that you needed. Actually, things. if you want to know the truth, no. They because weren't even on your plate. Everything I wrote was, was law stuff. You know, oh, call this prosecutor, write that letter, file this motion, check on this case, check on that case, talk to this client, talk to that client, return this call to the U.S. Attorney's Office. But that all ties into um, what Mayor Adams uh, did today, and, and I'm down with it. I really am, because did I tell you how Arthur freaked out on me the other night, Sunday night, because he didn't want to wash, him, wash his hair? Saturday night. Because he didn't want to wash his hair. And so Arthur and Ariana go in the shower together. <clears throat> and um, they're allowed to do that. They're little kids. Okay, don't start thinking weird things. Brother and sister. I six and, and one and a half. Yeah, of course, they right? Little. They're actually taking a shower. They're not even in the bath. Saving so water. Arthur didn't want to wash his hair. And uh, I, I put the soap in his hair. No, but before they did that, they were just playing. And Marion has all these, like, parenting books, of which I don't read many. But, or any, I should say. But I'm like... I'm sitting on the, the edge of the bathtub, and they're in there, and, I, you know, this is what I talk about being in prison. Like, we're so used to doing a million things at once that when you're sitting around doing nothing, like, we're so programmed not to do that. So I just reach over, and I grab one of these books, like, How to Raise Good People or Good Students. I don't know what the heck kids. it was, but wait, how, to be, how to be a great parent and raise good kids. And I just crack open, and maybe I read, like, five pages throughout the whole book. It's not a big book. It's maybe 150 pages. And it all goes back to the parents being being attentive to their own personal mindfulness and making sure they meditate five or ten minutes a day and that when children of that age have temper tantrums, it's just because they don't really know how to deal with their feelings and they don't know the appropriate way to deal with their feelings. So then when Arthur doesn't want to wash his hair, and I put the, the shampoo over his objections, and he storms out, soaking, dripping wet, of the shower to go find his mother downstairs. So now I have a six-year-old storming, streaking through the house. Of course, I have to take care of the one-and-a-half-year-old Ariana. Um, and there's a part of me that wants to scream at him. But I just read this whole article about, like, that's the worst thing you could do, and that you should just be, like, calm and... And Zen-like and appreciate the fact that he doesn't know what's going on. It's not his fault. And um, look, I do. I think I've said this on the radio. I use the Calm app. Um, I don't meditate as much as I should. I did. I definitely did before the Rapid Pulse gig. I definitely do. Like right before. Like I was in the back room at 6.30, you know, at night just listening. I had my ear plugs in and I was just listening to... Um, you know, one of their meditations and all that stuff. It's my friend Adina says it's very basic, but that's because she's a woman who meditates like twice a day and she's really into it. Um, okay. I 
Yeah, yeah, basic is basic okay. Basic is okay. You just have to clear right, your brain. So then today, um, Mayor, and, and, and I will tell you, it's a good thing. I also do some breathing exercises, which is stuff, let's face it, when I was 25, if I, you know, you tell me, oh, breathe, I'm like, I'm not breathing. You know, are you crazy? I breathe to live. I'm not going to, like, breathe as an exercise. So, um, but now, you know, I breathe, I go in four beats, hold seven beats, out eight beats. And I do that four times, usually when I'm in the shower. Um, but today, the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, has told the Board of, Edu- Board of Education, Department of Education, public school kids will soon have the option to attend the option to remember that option to attend classroom breathing sessions as part of a new plan rolled out by health conscious mayor Eric Adams. There's a science to breathing, Adams told students at PS005. Breathing calms your nervous system. It helps to center us and help us regain our sense of balance and focus. It is a valuable, low-cost tool that is proven to improve mental health and well-being, and he is absolutely correct. He is 100% correct. And all of you people out there who say, you know, oh, you're such a you know, cheerleader for the mayor. Well, yeah, I am. And um, I think this is great. Uh, again, it's an option. I don't think they're going to be shoving it down anyone's throat or grading them on on your breathing. But it's a, uh, I think it's a great habit to get people into at a very young age. You know, you're going to talk. You're going to hear me talk later on to Frank Sedio um, about voting and how important that is. And I took little Arthur, six year old, to go vote this past weekend. And you know, that's I don't know if you could call it a habit because it's something you do once or twice a year, but. Um, you know, it's just, it's something that should be part of your life. And uh, I'm very happy that uh, kids are going to have the opportunity to be introduced to meditation and breathing. Um, my buddy Derek Adis, who's been on this show, he's on some kind of, I don't know, 1,500-day streak of meditating every day. And, you know, he's not shy about it. We're all hanging out, all of our buddies from high school, a bunch of knuckleheads. We're out at my house in Long Island, and we're drinking, and we're eating food and whatever. And he's like, guys, I'm going to go downstairs for like 15 minutes. I'm just going to take a little meditation break. And if we were in high school, I, I, I know the names we would be calling him. They are not appropriate in any form of society anymore. Those names were definitely not on the radio. Um, but... He does it, and I just think it is a great, great uh, thing to introduce to people at young ages because it's, it helps. There's also a new, um, and, and we live in more stressed-out times than ever. So someone said today, oh, they saw you stressing out, correct, Joan? I was, I was stressing out a little bit because I wanted this show to, I always want this show to be perfect, and I want every little piece tied in a bow, and I've learned to kind of, let the pieces just not be tied in a bow. Well, a, um, <laughs> a thank you, Joan. I appreciate your passion. A an assemblywoman um, today made a speech. Someone who I know. I had actually dinner with her at Rayo's um, with my friend Keith. Assemblywoman Jennifer Rajkumar. Uh, she is she's the first Hindu and Indian American elected to office in Albany. She was celebrating the fact that. I believe the mayor takes credit for this. New York City, yes, the New York City public school students will now get the day off to celebrate Diwali, the Hindu festival of life, lights, which symbolizes the spiritual triumph of good over evil. And that's what this show is all about, good over evil. I was in India for Diwali one year. 
I was supposed to go to India twice. Once it got canceled because of fog, and once it got canceled, smog in India, and they told us not to come, and once because of COVID. My friends, Ritu and Samir, listen to you. New York City students and teachers now have a total of 33 days off, including religious and federal holidays, as well as winter and spring break. Other religious holidays students get off include Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Christmas, Good Friday, Eid Ed al-Fitur, and most of Passover, which usually coincides with spring and winter breaks. Lunar New Year, Memorial Day, Election Day are also observed, but vacation days are not granted if any of the non-federal holidays fall on the weekend, as the first day of Diwali does this year, November the 12th. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Frank Sedio, Alan Dershowitz, and the pizza protester. Don't go away. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them. The wait works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. $1,000. That's how much you can get when you trade in your owned or leased vehicle and purchase your next car with Bayridge Honda. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, the Bronx, they all choose Bayridge Honda for their quality and their service. Browse from over 150 new Honda vehicles and over 80 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. Right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select Honda models all month long. Plus, what I was talking about, receive $1,000 when you turn in your own vehicle or your leased vehicle and purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy from them, they want your car. Visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in beautiful Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details and 630-2023. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off and to wear a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Visit Dennis Prager. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Mike Gallagher and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This trip of a lifetime to Israel is one you don't want to miss. Register today before it's too late at Stand with Israel Tour. 
www.israeltour.com, standwithisraeltour.com, or call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney, or we think we don't need a healthcare proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or healthcare proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. All right, welcome back to the Author Idola Power Hour here on Tuesday, June the 27th. And uh, it is primary day, although a very, very quiet primary day. This is one of those off years where it's not uh, president, governor, mayor. Yes, it goes, no, it goes president, mayor, governor. So, like, we just elected Hochul. Before that, it was Adams, and before that, it was Biden. So next up is Biden, and after that will be Adams, and after that will be uh, the governor. Uh, so this year is like a little city council race, but for those city council members who are in this off year, uh, some judges. Um, but you know what? You don't need to listen to me. Let's talk to someone who knows so much about elections, because not only many, many years ago, I believe it was 1997, was he the president of the Thomas Jefferson Club. Not only did he rise to be the county leader of Kings County, not only was he the assemblyman, not only was he the surrogate, but most importantly, he's a dear, dear friend of mine and, and a, become a huge friend of the author Idala Power Hour, the one, the only, the Honorable Frank Setio. Hello, Uncle Frank. How are you, sir? Good evening, Arthur. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. And you're absolutely right. This is the one of the quietest years we have for elections. It's the fourth of the four-year cycle. Uh, usually it's only judges this year. We have some council races because of the reapportionment that occurred uh, in the last uh, year for the uh, annual 10-year uh, uh, circumstances. So there's one or two. There's three council races in Brooklyn. I think there are about eight all over the city out of the uh, 52 members of the city council. Yeah, I have, I have a, I have a council race, Frank. Um, I'm not, you know, not me, obviously, but Justin Brown and my councilman, he's, uh, he did not get primaried, but he'll be in the general. That's correct. And everybody who's elected this year, usually the election in the, you know, those who win the uh, primary, the Democratic primary, are usually the winners in November. And this particular year, it's interesting because we have, um, a few Republican races as well. As you know, in the last few years, uh, the Republicans have dominated a number of sections of the city, particularly in southern Brooklyn, where they last year won three assembly seats for the first time in uh, three Republican members of the New York State Assembly. 
representing us here in Brooklyn. The, and and, and will be a difficult race because it's going to be a, a mixture of two districts. One is being predominantly Republican. He's got a guy on his hand, and then that's primary. But he's certainly going to need to look forward to a strong race in the uh, November election. So, Frank, I have to be honest. I, when I went to vote, I, it's the first time I've ever done early voting. But little Arthur had a, uh, a baseball game on Saturday, and it was right across from Fort Hamilton High School, where that's my voting place in Bay Ridge. And I saw the, you know, the poll watchers outside, and I actually knew one of them. And, you know, she, I'll make you laugh, Frank. I'll, I'll brag a little bit. She goes, Artie, you were supposed to be the Brooklyn DA. Hines messed that whole thing up. He should have handed the whole seat over to you. If you were the Brooklyn DA, Brooklyn would be much safer. So I, I, I told her the truth. I said, I spoke to Frank Sedio. He said, there's no way you could be elected. So I didn't run. But any, anyway, here's, here's, that is all true, by the way. Here's what you know, really in happened. Our, in our that swings back and forth, Arthur. And um, truthfully, right now, uh, there seems to be a very strong uh, circumstance to select progressives as candidates. I mean, there's been a time when we've, well, most of the time, it's moderates. And uh, and uh, and or even moderate conservatives, uh, but this is the time of the progressives, and it's happened all over northern Brooklyn. It's happened in one or two places in southern Brooklyn, but that's that's as I said, it swings each every few years, depending on the mood of the voters and how they feel, or how much how fed up they get about policies that the elected officials that they were elected to represent them uh, do. And I think we're getting we're starting to feel that a little bit now certainly in the Democratic Party. Well, it's interesting, Frank Sedio, a former NYPD officer. I'm sure George Grasso, the former judge, chief judge, actually, of Queens, administrative judge of Queens, who I'm sure you know, you know, he's running against the Queens district attorney, uh, Melinda Katz, and he's running on her, on the right of her, where she almost didn't win because of uh, Tiffany Caban, who ran to the left of her. So what does Frank Sedio have to say about the Queens DA's race? Well, I think as well, George is a, a, an old friend. I know him. He's, he's running as the moderate in this race. Uh, I don't know that that um, the DA is actually considered a progressive, but there is also a progressive candidate in the race. So once again, there are three people who are major factors. But I, if, if I had to predict anything, I think that Melissa wins. Uh, yeah. she has the Queen's machine. Yeah, the, the Queen's machine Queen is machine. a tough machine to beat. Um, Frank, here's look. I know you know so much about the board of elections uh, and how city elections work. Here's what troubled me, and I spoke about this yesterday on the show as well. So when I went in to do this early voting, I'm, I'm not going to exaggerate, but there had to be at least a dozen people there uh, who were working, uh, and and at least that's a that's a conservative number. And you know there were all these fifteen, by the way. Okay, there we go. People that work every. Every early voting site. Well, there we go. So now we're not. I wasn't. So I wasn't exaggerating. I under exaggerated. So there you go, folks. It gives you a good example on the power hour here. How we don't blow things out of proportion. Anyway, except when I talk about how what a great lawyer I am, then we blow that out of proportion. But um, the I'm looking around. I'm the only one in there. I actually took little Arthur to sh- and and to show him how to vote. And I get the ballot. There's two names. It's what is one judge seat. Two names. And I'm like. How much money are my tax paying going to be ripped through here all these days of early voting to pick a judge? One judge. Pick one of the two well, names. So uh, that's it, it's a shame. We should have just selected turquoise by acclamation, but uh, that's what occurs in judge races. 
That's a countywide race, by the way. That race cost the candidates pretty close to four hundred thousand oh dollars run God. in this election. In the quietest election we have of the four, which means that the votes that were cast will probably be about it'll be about four dollars a vote when we see the final total in Brooklyn of the number of voters. But I want to be fair to the Board of Elections. They don't have a choice. The people there, because this is the same number of people going to be there next April when we select the presidential candidate. Uh, it may be a little bit less this year because they're an incumbent running, but there'll be a Republican primary also next April, and that may turn out a significant number of people as well. Maybe not as much in Brooklyn, but in the other counties. The Board of Elections is, in New York City is unique because it's all five counties, but every other county in the state of New York has a board of elections that runs the election. And early voting is uh, was created as a way of giving people a chance to vote before the crowd comes rushing in, especially in presidential election years. But what's more unique about it is that we don't, it's not that every polling place is part of early voting. It's only, it's one, there may be two in every assembly district, and every assembly district is about 20 locations for uh, the general election and for the uh, normal primary election, but and on early voting has maybe two, so you're taking ten different assembly districts all voting in the same place. So while this year is extremely low, next year most likely will be extremely high because we are voting for the president of the United States as our candidates in the parties next year. So let me ask you this question. How, and I'm, uh, Frank, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I don't expect you to have these statistics at the tip of your fingers. But has the early voting really changed things? I mean, has this turned up? Not in this election. In this election, it's almost a waste of time. But the, the law wasn't written to say only in certain elections. It probably is best used for the uh, presidential race and maybe secondly for the mayor or governor's races. But that's three out of the four years. This year, it's not like you say, okay, don't do it this year. The law doesn't allow it. So you have to be able to uh, have the same setup that we have for the presidential election in an election year where probably maybe, uh, if I had to guess, and you'll see the numbers tomorrow, about 8% of the Democratic Party voters vote. 8%? Maybe so 8% of the entire Democratic registered votes in New York City will be voting in these elections this year. So 92% people don't vote. By the way, presidential goes up to about 35%. We have a, it's amazing how we have such an enormously important right, and so few people take advantage of it. Two it, out of three people don't vote. It's That's amazing. Scary. And by the way, yeah. Frank Sedio, you're talking about registered voters. How many people are not registered to vote and don't avail themselves of such That's a privilege? It, 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 the sad part about it is, if you're not in the game, you can't complain about the players. I say that That's all the time. Rule. When people say to me, you this... want to have something to say? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. When people complain about this, that, and the third, and I just say, I go, well, who'd you vote for? Oh, I don't vote. Screw all of them. I was like, well, then, yeah. then, don't, I, then I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Uh, and it's amazing because, you know, everybody that votes, we don't, we don't know who they voted for, but we do know who votes. And this particular election is very special to any political professional because. Uh, the people who come out to vote in this election this year, they come out to vote for door catcher. Right. I mean, these are people who will realize their right and their responsibility and take it seriously and vote. So this is, these are the best of the voters that vote in an election year like this. 
And Frank, you know, I, you know, I, I am definitely. I think you would call me a triple prime voter. I mean, I vote, I voted in the primary, the general, basically, unless I'm really traveling and I forget to do an absentee ballot, and that's really all because of my parents. To this day, my father will be 85 tomorrow. To this day, my mother and father, every election day, don't forget to vote. You're gonna vote. You got anyone you want us to vote for? Who should we vote with? But they, it's always a number one priority, and that's why I brought my six-year-old son from baseball across the street into the voting booth to make, get it, get that in his brain as early as possible. Well, it's a smart thing to do. Uh, and you know what? It's that, it's that kind of leadership and the leadership you've been showing in all of this that maybe inspires some people who would not normally vote to get out to vote. Even today, I, you still have a few hours after your show is over to vote until 9 o'clock tonight. Please get out to vote. I don't, you pick the candidate that you want. Most places, it's only for the judgeship, two candidates that are running. But for the, for the most part, every year matters, whether it's for a judge, or if that's a person who's going to determine good things and bad things about people in the courts, or for president of the United States next year. There's well, as, to vote. as everybody wants to rule the world, I don't know, Frank Sedio, I don't think everybody wants to rule the world anymore, boy. Politics has gotten rough and tumble. Frank Sedio just spending a beautiful evening with us here on a primary day in New York City. Thank you, uh, Assemblyman, surrogate, police officer. I don't even know what how many titles you got. Uh, County my, leader. My favorite, Arthur, my favorite title is friend. There you go. Well, yeah, maybe grandpa, too. How about that one? <laughs> that works. <laughs> All right. You soon, I hope. I, me, too. Don't forget to vote, people. Get out there tonight. You have go. till 9 o'clock. Don't waste the right to do something so important. Listen to Frank Sedio. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Professor Alan Dershowitz. Don't go away. The number one movie on SalemNow.com. Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. He's trying to convince us he's gone insane. I'm a demon. Here's what Kirk, Tatum, and Prager say about Nefarious. A modern day of screw tape letters. Teenagers especially should see it. It makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heaven right into you. It is a fascinating movie. It's absolutely gripping. Nefarious. Rated R. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for almost a year now. Well, Plaza College, which you know has been around since 1916, not only has the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to their first graduating cohort of nursing students. The first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Congratulations. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. 
Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala, and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Start spreading the news. Well, somehow or another... This song, which is uh, what I listened to at the New York Yankee games and uh, at the end of every Idala party, has become the theme song of our very next very special guest, the one, the only, the Professor Alan Dershowitz. Hello, sir. Hey. No, my theme song is the one about, you know, it was a good year. <laughs> well, it was I, a very good year when I was 85. You're not you there know, yet. That's my song. No, so, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Well, I will tell you this. I'll give you a hint on the radio. Not a hint. I'll give you an order on the radio. Tomorrow, you better call out that, that couple in Brooklyn, New York, because the guy with the handlebar mustache tomorrow will be 85. 85. Three years, be- three years before you. Three, year, three months. I mean, three months before you. Um, I will so the, call. Good. Professor, I know you got to run, so I just want to catch up with you real quick. The United States sure. Supreme Court rejects the bid to give lawmakers unchecked power over elections. Before I get into yeah. this particular case, this is yet another instance of where Chief Justice Roberts is voting with what is traditionally known as the more liberal wing. And Clarence right. Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorsuch dissented on this case. It was a 6-3 to three decision. Talk to me a little bit about Chief Justice Roberts and his positioning on the court in 2022-2023. Well, it's, it's, it's the triumph of pragmatism over literalism. I mean, the Constitution literally gives the power 
uh, to state legislatures. It doesn't mention state courts. It doesn't mention federal courts just to the state legislature. But from a pragmatic point of view, a decision along lines of the dissent would have wrecked havoc with our legal system. It would mean that, you know, if you have a majority in one party in the state legislature, it could, without any control by the courts, without any equal protection, uh, determine that elections will go one way. And so I think pragmatism prevailed over partisanship and also over the literal text of the Constitution. You know, obviously, they had to ignore the literal words, but it's the right decision from policy and pragmatic point of view. And that's what Roberts kind of specializes in. So what would Justice Scalia, who was all about what the words say, what is he saying? (laughs) Scalia would clearly have been with the dissenters. He would have said, amend the Constitution if you don't like it. He would have said uh, the framers clearly intended state legislatures to be empowered to do this. The pragmatics be damned. We are not making the law. We're just applying the law as the framers saw it. This would be an easy case for Scalia. Right, because if you if you interpret the words as they were written at the time the legislation was put into place, that's why you used to have all these dictionaries from different genres <laughs> to, to see, well, what did they actually mean? So what, what does this mean for the United States of America, this decision, Alan Dershowitz? It means that state legislatures alone, for example— In Pennsylvania in the last election, the state legislature extended the time for voting, um, and then the governor uh, extended it even further. And that, to many people, appeared to be unconstitutional. But now I think the court has now ruled that what happened in Pennsylvania was probably constitutional. Okay. It means that the legislature alone can't determine Uh, Issues relating to electors, to election times, to whether or not machines are used, that has to be part of the political system of the state, which includes judicial review by the state courts, gubernatorial vetoes, that kind of thing. What is interesting is that Amy Coney Barrett, who did clerk for Justice Scalia and is known as, you know, kind of following his his path, she did vote with the, the majority in this case. I think she sees herself, along with Kavanaugh, as pragmatists, as people who care deeply about the institution of the court, and they won't simply follow the literal words. I think that she's beginning to establish that kind of a reputation. And there's a third block of the court emerging. Uh, you know, it's the Robert Kavanaugh block, which occasionally adds Gorsuch, occasionally adds uh, Barrett. And almost never adds your friend and my friend, Sammy, Sam Alito, and never adds, never adds Thomas. Let's talk about Sam Alito real quick. Um, Great guy. Great guy. I love him. But but a man who likes to, he basically shuns publicity, unlike Justice Scalia, who, you know, he loved the spotlight. That's not really the cloth that Justice Alito was cut from. And yet he did something very, very unique. I'm not sure if it's ever been done before. He wrote an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal ahead of a pro-publica piece criticizing smart, him. Smart to do it. Smart to do it. I would have done the same thing. I did do it when I was falsely accused. I went out there and took proactive steps also in the Wall Street Journal. And uh, I'm glad he did it. Um, and look, uh, I have to admit that the man who 
uh, whose uh, uh, fishing he went with is a friend of mine. And so the most honorable guy you've ever met would never do anything wrong. And Sam Alito is an honorable, honorable guy. I mean, and he is, so he is straight, that, straight as an arrow. Alan, I got one more minute with you before you have to, I sure. don't know, go fly a plane or something. On a very personal note, I know you're on Martha's Vineyard. When I was there two years ago, you and I, you asked me if I wanted to go to dinner at home or go to a restaurant. I said, let's go to a restaurant so we don't have to mess up the house. You said, are you sure you want to do that? Because we're not going to get a very warm greeting. And in fact, you were correct. We did not get a very warm greeting. Has that changed at all that, through the passage oh, of yeah. time? It's changed, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. It's gotten much worse. Uh, oh, now, you're kidding me. Uh, if, oh, yeah. There are now signs on the vineyard that say impeach Alan Dershowitz. It's the right thing to do. Make, make him leave the island. Um, there are now restaurants that uh, have been approached by the Lori Davids of the world uh, and others who say, if you serve Dershowitz, we won't come and eat by you. So it's become pure McCarthyism. A friend of mine uh, had, uh, who you know, named Neil, who I had, a dinner with the other night, he had three calls from people saying, if we ever see you talking to Dershowitz again or oh having dinner, you're out God. of our social club. Sure, so it's I don't gotten much, much worse. But I have to tell you, I'm having a much better time because I don't have to deal with these idiots anymore. For years, my wife has said to me, you know, you have to be polite. They're stupid. They're intolerant. They're ridiculous. They're a bunch of star effers. Uh, but you have to be nice and polite. No more. I don't have to be nice. I don't have to talk to them. I'm having a much better summer and i'm enjoying it much more the only thing that's missing is i want you to come up and spend no no that, that's I, i'm gonna get Im, imran and i'll come and visit you and we'll th throw right. a little brooklyn we'll throw a little brooklyn around the vineyard professor alan okay. dershowitz thank you so much for finding the time all right thank folks we're going to take a quick break we'll be back right back after these messages Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people. People that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy, don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. What are you doing this fall? Would you like to go to Italy with Joe Piscopo? Well, let me tell you about this amazing tour. Rome, Catania, Taromina, Savoca, Forza de Agro, Mount Etna, and Palermo. That's the best of Rome and Sicily for nine nights. What a trip. Enjoy wonderful food and taste classic Italian wine at Mount Etna and see some actual sights used in the iconic Godfather movie. It's a trip you'll remember for years 
years to come. You'll also be treated to an intimate dinner for performance by Joe Piscopo in Rome. It is so much fun. Have your cameras ready. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515. Remember, a Perillo Tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. That's 800-431-1515 to secure your reservation on this very limited tour before it sells out. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. October 18th to 28th. 1-800-431-1515 or go online to perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's more. All right, so um, let's talk about pizza. You know, yesterday we let off the show talking about pizza. And, uh, you know, I I was actually questioning, like, there's so many important things going on in the world. It's like, we really got to worry about pizza. But obviously we do because the mayor addressed it uh, today and... uh, Actually, there's a guy from Staten Island. We were trying to get him on the show, but God bless him. He's been in in high demand. And um, I have a very special event to go to tonight. So um, I, you know, I'm I'm just doing the show and rolling on along. Um, Mayor Adams basically said that he's uh, he's open to the idea of being a little more lenient with the uh, the pizzeria stuff. Quote, everyone likes pizza. You see that pie in front of you and you start to get happy. When he talked about the uh, crackdown of pizzerias and their emissions. But he says, let's be clear. Every toxic entity that we remove from our air is adding up to the overall desire to deal with shrinking our carbon footprint. Now, when Joan jumps up and down and says, it's like all these e-bike fires, all these e-bike fires creates more pollution in one. So, don't you? I mean, uh, look, come on, it's ridiculous. There's something called stating the obvious. Of course, bicycle uh, batteries blowing up. So they take away my wood-burned pizza? Well, they're not taking it away. They want to cut uh, carbon emissions by up to 75%. They want them to alter their... um, they want them to alter their, their ovens and their chimneys and all that stuff so that there's not as much soot going up in the air. I will tell you, when I was driving in today, uh, I just saw this this truck on the BQE just let out this big, black, horrible plume of smoke. And I'm like, whoop, there goes probably like a whole day's worth of pizzas, uh, pizza emissions. Um, but that's the world we're living in. Uh, one of the Staten Island, a, a, he, he's referred to as a conservative... Um, conservative shock artist. His name is Scott Lebido. Um, he threw 48 slices of pizza over the fence into City Park near the mayor's office to protest the policy, which he likened to the Boston Tea Party. Quote, give me pizza or give me death. This is New York. New York is nothing without pizza. Uh, he said, borrowing a phrase from the American patriot, Patrick Henry, who said, give me liberty or give me death. Um, so, the bottom line is this pizza thing is a little bit of a an issue, but we're not gonna we're not gonna go too crazy about it. I am on television tomorrow morning. Uh, I believe it was around seven ten our time here. Um, 
and it's a it's a horrible story. You know, we were talking about Diwali, and it was all about goods triumph over evil. Well, in my opinion, this is evil. Ready? What I'm about to tell you is is, is evil. More than listen to this number and see if your brain could absorb it. More than two hundred billion dollars. $200 billion in COVID-19 aid may have been stolen. $200 billion. Do you know how many kids we could feed? Do you know how many people we could educate? Do you know how many migrants we could put in appropriate housing? I'm not joking. Our brains are not capable of actually knowing what $200 billion really is or what it's capable of. It's hard to imagine what a billion dollars is. I mean, you know, you can figure out a million dollars. Okay, you can buy a house, I can buy a car, you know, but $200 billion. 86% of the theft came within the first nine months of the pandemic. Basically, what they're saying is if those initial programs had waited longer to launch, there may have been better fraud protection, but a lot of it would have been too little too late for the small businesses and, uh, and unemployed individuals. Um, Joe Biden pr- proposes a $1.6 billion plan to boost law enforcement efforts to go after pandemic relief fraudsters. Now, you tell me, are you chasing good money after bad? You're going to spend $1.6 billion to go after the $200 billion. Now, that, you know, those numbers make sense if you really think you can find those people. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just so upsetting that here it is, the government, we, look, we pay all kinds of crazy taxes, and <clears throat> I know people are going to go crazy on me for saying this, but to a large degree, the government did what it was supposed to do. I mean, we did eventually get PPP money. Now, what was that? It was payroll protection plan, I think. I forget what they were, the P stood for. But... And, you know, I was interested because I was hesitant to accept it. And I remember talking to my dad about it. And he was like, hey, what do you mean? What about all the taxes you pay? Right? You pay corporate taxes, city tax, state tax, federal tax, and all the other hidden taxes. He goes, isn't this what it's for? Luckily, I was conservative enough in the spending here at Dollar Bertuna and Cammons that we had enough money socked away that everybody did get paid. Um, but I'm not going to lie. The... Um, the money did help the um concern the the money that i that that i got from the government definitely did help it's just that i didn't need it immediately and some people here did need it immediately um but it's just a shame that there are people who during such a a point in our in our society where we were all so desperate that people out there are just crooks and they just took they just took the money when they were not entitled to take it and this is we're not talking about like a handful of people you know how much pe- many people it takes to steal 200 billion dollars um pretty enormous and yeah if you could spend 1.6 billion and let's say you could even get i don't care if you spend 1.6 billion and you get 20 billion think of the numbers we're talking about you buy 1.6 billion, you get 20 billion back. I'm down with that. 
But are they actually? And that's 10% of what's stolen. So it's not exactly a high recovery rate. Johnny Beach, they're reporting that $200 billion was stolen from COVID during COVID from all the government programs. It makes me sick. Let me switch gears real quick because we do have Scott Lobito, the conservative shock artist, just jumped on the line with us. We have two or three minutes left here on the Idala Power Hour on primary night. Um, Scott, it's Arthur Idala. Why 48 slices of pizza did you throw over? Not 24, 36, 64? Because... Uh, that's what I could afford. <laughs> oh, okay. So there was no real, real uh, well, symbolism. Pizza is delicious in, in New York City, but it is expensive. But it is worth every penny. Let me just open up with this statement right here. There's this big thing in the sky. It's huge. It's called the sun, and it spits out violent streams of fire. And we are just a little tiny sesame seed. And when she is pissed off, when she is in a mood, whether it's a million years ago or 50 years ago or yesterday, she controls the freaking thermostat to our little tiny world here. It's not the effing pizza. Okay, so that, is that is that your is that is that your your mantra, your logo? It's not the effing pizza. It's not the effing pizza. It's not my SUV. Yeah. Between Al Gore said we were going to be underwater 12 years ago in 2012, and then little Hansel and Gretel girl, whatever her name is, said we were going to be dead by last week. It's all people who self-loathe themselves. Of course it's a money grab. Of course it's trying to push these small mom-and-pop businesses out of this once great city. And I will not stand for it. I've been doing this stuff for 30 years and this shot got heard around the world, that's for sure, because this is happening in Australia, in UK, in Chicago, and everywhere. And pe- my job is to wake people up, get them off their ass, and get out in the street. Be, don't be violent. There's no need for violence. And you don't have to throw pizza or throw fake blood like I do in my protest. Just get out and use your voice and be in mass. When there is a mass of people that you need to express your grievances, watching a city and a country go down the tubes because of these woke-ass, politically correct maniacs who just never follow their dreams, and they don't want you to be happy because they're not happy. Did you? Uh, did, did you? I, I'm just curious, Scott Lobito. He's the conservative shock artist who's protesting pizza. I'm curious. Did you? Um, did you vote today, Scott? No, I've been on all day running around the city running around doing interviews, getting this message out. I still got time. All right. Never forget and, to vote, because if you want to make real change, that's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm voting. Yeah, no, that's it. Listen, I tell everybody to vote. And I don't understand the people in a city like New York and Chicago who we had the worst mayor in the world, de Blasio, and what do they do? You think they'd learn because their kids can't go to school without some pervert or some criminal raping them? No, they still vote for the same people that do the same thing to the city. Well, and I know I the mayor wants to sit down. I know Mayor Adams wants to sit down with you and have a slice of vegan pizza, so I'm assuming, Scott, you'll take him up on that offer. I'm going to only because if that might change things, then I will do it. I would never buy a piece of vegan pizza. But if it's going to help the community and these pizzerias that bust their nut and work their ass off, and then I'm going to pay another Scott, it's, it's the end of the show. Scott Lobito from Staten Island. Thank you, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.